Ella Baker said, until the killing of black men, black mother's sons become as important to the rest of the country as the killing of a white mother's son. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until this happens. She said that in 1964. And we're still echoing those same cries today. It was hard to listen to that interview. I mean, how many of us in this room have colleagues and partners and friends from other races, sexes, religions? Show of hands. Well, then, you know, they want to break bread with you, right? They like you. Well, then, this is their problem, too. So when we're marching and protesting and posting about the Michael Brown Juniors and the Tatiana Jeffersons of the world, tell your friends to pull up. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording. You please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm gonna tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. I'm sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man in the Rambo. Please send the cops immediately. I'm in Central Park. What's it gonna take for you guys to be okay tonight and to stop this chaos? It ain't me, it's not me. I'm gonna let y'all know that now. It's not us guys neither. And I'm glad that y'all said that. It's not us. It's the police. This the madness that they spark up. This is what they encourage. This is what they provoke. This is what you get out of you taking some a loved one from someone. This is what you get. You get a lot of people that's hurt and they can't fit the right way. They can't no longer depend on the police to be here to protect us like they say they gonna do. So this is what you get. And no, it's not gonna end today. I can't tell you it's gonna end tomorrow. I don't know when it's gonna end. But it's for y'all to start. We're not the ones that's killing us. Y'all killing us. We can't make a change if y'all don't change. Before I start this, for starters, I would like to send my condolences to the families who have lost loved ones um, at the hands of racism, white supremacy, police brutality, um, and let them know that their sadness, their anger, their confusion is felt and heard and they are not alone. And we will continue to fight for you and fight for the justice you deserve because what has happened to you is unacceptable and you do not deserve to have to go through this. And um, if you don't feel like anyone is with you, please, please, please know that the black community, we all feel you because your pain is our pain. And we just want you to know that you are loved and we will make sure that you get the justice that you deserve. <sighs> I did not expect to do this episode. Um, it's not even an episode really. It's really just me talking because I can't, I can't seem to wrap my head around what is happening in the world. Like, 
it, it literally makes no no type of sense to me at all no type of sense it's like it's like we reversed history like we're back in time in the 50s and the 60s when these kind of things were normal they were the things that were normal but we're in 2020 and this is still happening and people are still okay with it when is enough enough like when is when can we say okay y'all you like okay y'all we need to get this together because it's too much it should have been the first time this happened but it keeps occurring every single second i don't i feel like i've become numb and i don't i can't speak for anybody else but me personally i feel like i've become so numb and i don't i don't want to feel numb i don't want to feel this way at all I don't know if I'm numb because I'm angry and like there's so much anger building up in me that I just can't feel anything anymore. I don't know if I'm numb because like I'm just so bewildered about how how this could still be happening. I don't know if I'm numb because of the amount of tears that I've cried and my body just can't even produce any more tears because I've been crying for crying all night, all day, just thinking about who that could have been that I knew, you know, I've just it's just been blowing my mind. And I just want to know when enough is enough. When can we realize that this is a problem and we do not have to go through this? We do not have to be putting ourselves through these situations. You know, black people, black people are just living our, we're living our lives. We're just trying to do what everybody else is doing. But we're doing it while being black. And right there, the being black is the death sentence. That's right there. Just being black is saying, for everybody else that believes that race plays a part in whatever, it's like, oh, because you're black, you don't really deserve to live the life like everyone else is living. You don't deserve that. And it's crazy to me that people actually still think like that. I look on I look on Twitter. I have I have a set of points that I want to hit because with the amount of thoughts going through my mind, I don't want to lose focus on what I'm really trying to say. Um so I have some points that I want to hit, but I'm just speaking from my heart and I'm not doing this episode as a way to like get people to listen to me or blah, blah, blah. I'm doing this episode as therapy because doing this podcast and talking is the way that I get my feelings and my emotions and my thoughts out. And yes, people may disagree with what I got to say, but it's my opinion and I am entitled to my opinion. And maybe me voicing my opinion can help us inspire those who feel like they're too scared to say what they have to say. So I'm just going to say on this platform because that's why I created this platform. To talk about um, these things that people may be feeling too awkward to talk about. However, this isn't a this is a conversation that can be very awkward. But this is a conversation you have to just have. You can't let the awkwardness of this conversation and the way that makes you feel uncomfortable. You can't let that stop you from talking about it and fighting for it and taking action. You can't let awkwardness do that. So I'm not gonna let the awkwardness of the situation stop me from talking about it. I just can't. Um, so I want to talk about <clears throat> all lives matter trending on Twitter. I don't know how many times you have to say that when you say all lives matter, it's taking away from the lives who are specifically being targeted at this moment. I saw on TikTok this analogy and it was basically talking about, um, let's say you have five kids, one gets stung by a bee. You don't give all the five kids a band-aid because only one was stung by a bee. But to me, that analogy is too small to use for a situation like racism and police brutality and white supremacy. It's too small. Let's say you have five kids all playing with a dog and the dog decides to attack 
one kid is biting this, you know, scratching all it's attacking this one kid. You're not trying to pull that dog off of everybody because they're not being attacked. They're not being hurt. The dog is only attacking that one kid. So you're going to focus your attention on that one kid. And let's say every single time that one kid, all those group of kids go and interact with that one dog. That dog just seems to always attack that kid that's always just keeps getting attacked. In the, in the wounds that that kid is getting from that dog, they're like closing, but then they keep opening again because they get attacked again. And they're trying to close and then they keep getting attacked again because the dog keeps attacking it. That's like what's happening here. No other race other than black people are dealing with police brutality and racism like black people are dealing with police brutality and racism and white supremacy and injustice. No other race is dealing with it like black people are. So when you say all lives matter, think about the lives who are really being affected. Because currently black lives are the only lives really being affected by this situation. You say all lives matter, but why are you saying everybody? Everyone's not being affected by the situation. Now, you can use your voice to help represent all lives can help represent that black life. You know what I'm saying? Use your voice. But it's not an all lives matter. It's a black lives matter because right now it doesn't seem like black lives matter. So the hashtag black lives matter is letting you know that black lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't keep saying all lives matter. It's just taken away from the bigger picture, the black lives. You know? White privilege. If you don't know what white privilege is, then let me let me look up the um, the actual definition for you, so you know what white privilege means. Okay. White privilege. Inherent advantages possessed by a white person on the basis of their race in a society. Characterized by racial inequality and injustice. If you still don't understand that, you still don't understand the definition, let me use examples for you. White privilege is white people protesting a pandemic, going um, and protesting with AR-15s, and nothing happening to them. Nothing happening to them. White privilege is complaining and crying on social media and stuff like that. I can't breathe. This mask is irritating me. I can't breathe. Even though the mask is supposed to help you and prevent you from catching this this um sickness, this corona, that's white privilege. You're complaining you can't breathe because there's a mask on you while a black person is saying, I can't breathe. Please get your knee off my neck. That is white privilege right there. Y'all, white privilege is the fact that y'all are fighting for things that don't even need to be fought over. Corona is not a political statement. Corona is a health problem. It's a global pandemic. Nobody is saying that um, if you decide to wear a mask, um, then you're on this side. And if you don't, you're on that. That's not what's happening. Corona and the whole mask and whatever, we're trying to protect you. It's a health problem. It's a global health problem. So why are you fighting over a global health problem? It's not opinions here that's affecting Corona. It's it's facts. Corona is all facts. Corona is literally all facts. So the facts you're fighting over facts, it just doesn't make sense. 
And the fact you have the audacity to say, I can't breathe, this mask is irritating me. And you can go around and post and cry while people are crying because they're losing loved ones. Because they can't breathe because a neck is on them. Or they can no longer breathe or a knee is on them. Or you can no longer breathe because the um, their loved one was shot. They're not breathing anymore. But you, you have the audacity to complain about wearing a mask. Think about that. You have the audacity to think about complaining about wearing a mask. It just doesn't make sense to me. And the most people doing this are the Karens. You know the Karens. You know, people that um, your existence just bothers them. You know? People have been taking offense to the word Karen. Oh, that's so rude, blah, blah, blah. Like, y'all haven't called black people worse things. We gave you a name that already existed. Karen. I just... Karen's... You know the power your words possess. You know the power your words possess. Because the way that you guys phrase your words when calling police, it's that's a death sentence right there. You know the power you have as a white woman. Again, going back to white privilege. Or even a white man, because there are men out there doing it too that, that see black men or black women just doing their own thing. They see people doing their own thing, feel uncomfortable, feel threatened, and decide, oh, I need to call the police. This just don't feel right to me. They're breathing a little bit too heavy. They smiling. Oh, they're enjoying themselves. This just don't sit right to me. So let me call the police. And let me tell them an African-American is disturbing my peace. It doesn't make sense to me. That's a threat. That's a death sentence right there. When you call the police and tell them specifically, this brings me back to um, what happened in New York with the woman and the um, the man that was bird watching, telling her politely, "Please put your dog on a leash." She's choking the dog in the process, trying to get this man hurt. Calling, trying to call police, saying an African American man um, is just threatening her life and like her faking these tears. Like it blows my mind how you can feel so comfortable doing that. You want to see this man die. You want to see it. And it doesn't make sense to me at all. You know the power you hold. And imagine all the situations that weren't caught on camera. This brings me back to everything. Imagine all the situations that haven't been caught on camera with people doing this to people, to black people, and then seeing the results of it. You know? There's so many incidents that haven't been caught on camera and I can I can only ima- I can't even I honestly can't even imagine what the, those families are going through. Knowing that their child, their life was taken the same way that the people um that have been caught on camera has been but they're not getting any recognition because it wasn't caught on camera. So it wasn't publicized and it wasn't acknowledged the same way that these have been. These situations have been. It doesn't make sense. That we even have to we even have to worry about oh let me make sure I get my phone I really hope my phone is charged so I can take this camp take this video to prove that I wasn't doing anything officer I wasn't doing anything it doesn't make sense to me and it hurts it hurts y'all it hurts to know that being black is a death sentence for real and it's exhausting being black is really one day having a good time and then seeing yet on your timeline, on your Twitter, on Instagram, another black life killed, another black life, another black life. It's draining, it's exhausting, it's tiring, and it hurts. It's painful, it hurts. And unless you're part of the black community, you 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 don't know the pain, you don't. You can try and imagine how it feels, but you don't know the pain. 
to have to even think about maybe, oh my gosh, what if that was my brother? Oh my gosh, what if that was my dad, my uncle, my cousin, my mom, my sister? You you don't know the pain. You really don't. This brings me to white people. They Y'all love using the N-word. Y'all love saying it. And then it has me thinking everybody wants to wants a taste of what it means to be black. Y'all, everybody wants to know what it means to be black. Y'all want our swag. Y'all want our style, our talents, our culture. You know? Y'all want everything from us. Because we, we are the foot, we're the blueprint for America. Our culture has impacted this country so much. So it hurts seeing that our lives are the ones being taken. Y'all love saying the N-word so much. Y'all so loud about wanting to use the N-word. Oh, it's my right. I can say what I want to. Yada, yada, this, yada, yada, that. Y'all say, oh, I have black friends who let me say it. Well, your black friends are wrong. I'm sorry. If no one ever told you you can't say, you can't say the N-word, I'm telling you right now. As a black person, if you are white or a person of color that is non-black, you cannot say the N-word. You can't say it. I'm sorry. I don't care if it was in a lyric. I don't care if your best friend's black or if, if like this girl on TikTok tried to say her first friend at work was black. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. If you're not black, don't say it. And y'all be so loud trying to defend yourselves with saying the N-word, but you can't use that same energy that you have defending yourself to use the word when it's time to defend a black person in the face of injustice. You you can't. You love to be loud and wrong, but when it's time to be loud and defend somebody in the time of need, y'all really quiet. I know I've been very vocal on... um snapchat and i've been very vocal on like my social media platforms because this hurts it hurts having to see every single day another black life killed another black life killed but then when i see people who defend using the edward um and like you know white people just not saying anything at this time it really has me thinking like what is going on what is going on? I just, I just don't know. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, my mind is literally frazzled. It's frazzled. Friends who are white and people of color that aren't black. Are you really friends? Are you checking up on your black friends who have to see someone who looks like, like them? Like their black brother, their black sister, their black father, black mother get slaughtered. Are you checking up? Are you checking up? Because this, it this does something to you and it hurts. It does something to you and you can't even like, you can't even begin to imagine what it does and how it feels. Desmond 221 said, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. I said in the beginning of the podcast, yes, this podcast is called Well, This Is Awkward, right? And yes, this is an awkward conversation to have. It can be. But this is one. This is an awkward conversation that must, like, you have to have it. You have to have it. We can't just sit here anymore in silence. 
I can't sit with my white friends, my black friends and act like, oh, well, y'all weren't saying anything during the time where I was struggling. Y'all didn't call to check up on me. Y'all didn't do this, that, the third. But we're still friends. No, if you're my friend, you care about me. You want to make sure I'm okay. You want to make sure you fight. Rihanna said it best at her NAACP um, acceptance when she was accepting her speech. If they care about you, if you're a friend, you're going to pull up in times of need. This is a time of need. And y'all, some of y'all real silent. Some of y'all not, some of y'all posting, but you're not posting what I want, would hope to see, you know? And y'all posting, y'all still having fun, laughing, while I'm on the other side of the screen crying because I'm I'm going through something, you know? It sucks because, you know, even like growing up, you just feel like these people always had your back and you introduce them to your family and your culture. And those same people, oh, they like to call your mom, mom. They like to call your dad. Oh, that's my dad. Like, I love him. I love your dad. But you don't understand the pain it is to see someone who looks like your dad, looks like your your brother, get slaughtered. It doesn't, that's a murder and it hurts. It really hurts. And if you're my friend, you're going to make sure I'm okay. You're going to fight for what I'm fighting for to make sure I get the same rights you have. And it's bring, it brings me back like, oh my gosh, like I'm thinking about how we go through so much trauma and so much pain. We we literally just, we're literally just ourselves. We're living while black and, you know, we're thrown to the ground, handcuffed, beaten, killed. But then we have white people, white men who are committing mass murders. And instantly, you know, instantly social media and, um, you know, reporters love to say, it was mental illness. It was mental illness. You know? Y'all love to defend white people when it comes to these kind of traumatic things. But when it's a black person, you know what's really crazy? When it's a black person, the first thing you do when it's um time to like show a picture of the man who was killed or whoever was killed, y'all find, oh, well, um, he was resisting, actually. Like, that's some kind of excuse for him to be killed. Or um, with a mod. Uh, it blew my mind how they found pictures trying to excuse the fact that he was murdered. Oh, well, he used to, he used to shoplift or he was a criminal, blah, blah, blah. Like, like what? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you trying to defend this man's murder? You're trying to say it's okay that he was killed. You know, that doesn't make sense. It's not okay. Stop excusing murders. Y'all love to say, um... Like, y'all just love to defend the wrong things and fight for the wrong things. But when it's time to fight for something that's affecting a lot of people, y'all just really silent. Y'all just really silent. There's just so much I want to say and so much I want to get off my chest and so much going on in my mind. I just can't even wrap my head around it. I just can't wrap my head around it. To the black community... I know this is hard and I'm confusing and we really don't know what to do. We've been going through this for decades. We've been going through the same thing over and over and over and over again. Having to give our children the talk. You know? I've been getting the talk. I don't even know how long I've been getting the talk. But every single time, like, it's it's my mom telling me, well... Uh, make sure you don't wear this when you go down there. You know, you don't you don't want someone thinking you're doing something wrong. But mom, it's just the hoodie. Well, <laughs> that's what some other people thought and it didn't end well for them. You know? That's like when you get pulled over and the fear that, you know, 
the fear that starts to consume you because you really don't know if that's going to be your last breath that you take. You know, that's white privilege. You don't have to deal with these kind of things. You don't have to think about these kind of things. You don't have to think about, oh, well, if I put my hands here, they might think that I'm reaching for a gun. And I don't want them to think that. I'm just reaching to get the stuff they're going to ask for. But if I put my hands here, they're going to think I'm reaching for something else, and I don't want that. So you don't know what to do. But if you're white, you don't have to worry about those things because you're just white. Black people think about every situation every single day i gotta think about okay let me make sure i don't do this because i don't want this to end up this way let me make sure i save the right things you know it sucks it really sucks and it hurts and it's painful it's draining it's exhausting um i saw on instagram these statistics it says 1004 people have been shot and killed by the police in 2019 400 people have been shot and killed so far in 2020 this number does not include George George Floyd and others who were not killed by gunfi- gunfire. 400 people have been shot and killed so far in 2020. And that doesn't include people who weren't shot or weren't killed by gunfire. 400. 400. 1,004 in 2019. And we, we still have to deal with this? To the black community, I know this is hard. It is confusing and we don't know what to do. Please take care of yourselves. Love each other. Check up on your brothers and sisters because we cannot let America try to desensitize us in this situation. We can't. I understand it's like every single day we see the same thing happening on the news. And I feel like this has become such a reoccurring thing. We have a peak where, you know, something like this will happen to George Floyd and Ahmad and Breonna Taylor. Like, we see it, we fight, we post, we do all this kind of stuff. Then a couple of weeks later, everything kind of dies down. We kind of go back to normal um, normal programming, do what we do again. And then, you know, we might say a couple things here and there. We forget about what has happened. Then, bam, another thing happens. We hit another peak. We get angry, we get mad. It's just a cycle. But we can't, we can't let America desensitize us. We have to keep fighting for our rights. We have to keep fighting for justice for these individuals. And we have to keep fighting for our lives. Because if we don't stick together, if we don't make sure um, we uplift one another, then ugh, nothing's going to get done. I hate, and I'm, I hate when I see people on Twitter um, say like, oh, black people, we need to change. We need to change ourselves. We need to change the way we approach. But why do we need to change ourselves when we're not doing anything but being black? That's the crime. That's literally the crime they're identifying us with. Being black in America. Bam. Murder. That's what you get because you're black. My bad. You're black. Like, we cannot change um, what when we can't change things that don't need to be fixed within ourselves because we're literally just living i can't change my skin color i can't do it it's the police it's the um you know justice so it's policing it's all that they need to change they need to change how they handle how can i change myself and change the, the way i handle them the instant they see me as a black person they already know what's in their mind they already know the idea and picture they have of me and they already know what they want to do I can't change that. I can't. 
We can't change that. But you know what we can change as well? We don't have to... The people who are committing these kind of crimes, the people who are killing black men and black women, they're they're older, you know? I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast um, are my age. You know, I'm 20. Um, they're my age, maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older, but we are the next generation of movers and shakers. We cannot let what's happening now be our future. We can't. We can really be the change we want to see, and I know it's corny, but it's the truth. If you want to see change, you can be that change. I don't, like, we're not, people that are um, 50 right now, they're not going to be here forever, and that's the truth. They're not going to be here forever. We will soon be the 40 to 50 year olds. We will soon be the people making laws. We will soon be the people, you know, um, making things shake in this country. And we can be the people, we can be the generation that stops this all. We can dead it all right now. In order to do that, we must make the change now within our communities. White people, people of color that aren't black, like y'all can, y'all don't have to carry the um, mindset and traditions that your racist grandfathers and grandmothers and parents may have. You don't have to carry that. You don't have to carry those, those ideas, those thoughts. You do not have to carry that. That's a tradition that can be gone. And you can instead love and instead fight for equality and justice for all. You can do that. It's okay. I'm letting you know right now. It's perfectly fine. You do not you do not have to carry racism. You don't have to do that at all. We can literally I'm telling y'all right now, if y'all don't take anything away from this, I please listen to me when I say this. We can be the change we want to see by by starting right now. We are the generation that can change everything. We really are. Like I just for the black community, again, I know this is hard, confusing. We don't know what to do. Um, when we're quiet, nothing gets done. When we're protesting, nothing gets done. When we're rioting, things just heat up. More people, more lives are lost, and nothing gets done again. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not here to give you an answer. I don't know what to do. I really don't. All I know is please take care of yourselves. Love on each other. Check up on your brothers and sisters. If you need to, um, it's important to stay aware of these situations and stay, stay aware of what's going on. But you can also limit the amount of information and things you're seeing. Delete Twitter if you have to. I already had to because it was just too painful for me to scroll down my timeline. And for me, like, it's crazy. I'm scrolling down a timeline. My heart hurts. But it's really crazy to think, but it's the truth. Some people are scrolling down their timeline like, wow. And they're smiling. It's racism. It's a disease. Racism. There's two diseases out here, corona and racism, and it's killing many people. We cannot let America try to desensitize us in this situation. We as a black community are powerful. They all see it. They all see what being black is a blessing. Being black is beautiful, you know? Being black is powerful. It's just something about being black that gives you this kind of feeling. Your soul your soul is beautiful. We created this country. We are the blueprint for America. Don't let anybody try to tell tell you otherwise. We are the blueprint. And that's why they want to copy what we have so bad. And I'm not saying spew hate across the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. But know who you are as a black person and know that you have rights. And that you deserve equality. And you deserve justice. 
into your into the people who are white and people who um aren't black but people of color and listening to this podcast i'm not attacking you i mean if you're racist change you you got some inner deep looking within yourself to understand like there's just something wrong because why what do you gain from being racist why are you racist you know but to the people who who are uncomfortable and shy and you know you don't know what your friends are gonna think about then i just like i said that already tells you what side you're on you're on the side of the oppressor if you have black friends if you're a friend Black people, y'all, black people stick up for everybody. We stick up for everybody whenever they're going through something. But when it's us that's in trouble, we it feels like we only have us. It seems like we're the only ones who got our own back. Everybody else wants to be silent. But when it's everybody else's time going through something, which is not as much as black people, but when it's everybody else, oh, we right there, baby. We right there holding your hand, helping you go through. But when it's us, you're really silent. To my listeners right now who are white and people of color that aren't black, listen. Be, stand with your friends. Check up on them. See if they're okay. Post on your story. Make your friends aware of that. Make your families aware of what's going on. Fight for equality and justice. To the black men, I see you. Black woman, we see you. We love you. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel pain. Don't let toxic masculinity make you too scared to vocalize how you're feeling about the situation. Because it's your life that's been at risk. It's your life that's on the line. It's your life that being, that's, it's your life that's being taken away. Um, by the hands of white supremacy and racism and injustice. It's your life. It's okay to cry. You know? Don't let this mess you up. Don't let it mess you up. We are strong. We are strong. And we will... (laughs) And I know it's like we keep saying this. We'll get through this. We'll get through this. But we will. As long as we first off as a black community stick together and love on each other and uplift one another, we will get through this. And I don't, I don't know what else to say, but just know that I and the black, we, me, the black community, anybody who is looking at the situation, situations right now and want to see results, you will get the justice you deserve. And we will continue to fight for you. I'm not, I'm using my platform as a way to hopefully inspire those who don't know how to feel right now. Hopefully, I inspire you to vocalize your opinions. And hopefully, I inspire you to use your platform as a way to speak about what has been affecting you, how you feel about what's going on. I'm not doing this video, this um, podcast for views or anything. This is simply, like I said in the beginning, therapy for me. Because it's been on my chest and I've been crying all day, all night, just not, just not knowing what to do. I just... So please process your emotions. It's important. Um, And we'll get through this. And you will get the justice you deserve. I'm done. I love y'all. Stay safe, stay healthy. And again, I love y'all.
if we were white, if we were Irish, if we were Jewish, if we were Poles, if we had, in fact, in your mind, a frame of reference, our heroes would be your heroes too. Nat Turner would be a hero for you instead of a threat. Malcolm X might still be alive. And it, you know, everyone is very proud of brave little Israel, a state against which I have nothing. You know, I don't want to be misinterpreted. I'm not an anti-Semite. But you know, when the Israelis pick up guns, or the Poles, or the Irish, or any white man in the world says, give me liberty or give me death, the entire white world applauds. When a black man says exactly the same thing, word for word, he is judged a criminal and treated like one, and everything possible is done to make an example of this bad nigger so there won't be any more like him. <laughs>